Harbor Freight. I got like a little $700 welder that'll do everything, MIG, stick, and TIG. And then see, I wish I knew more about welding. Like I don't, Dad never really taught me. Oh, he never taught me either. I had to learn everything when I. Well, I learned a little bit in school, and then the rest of it I've learned while I've been out here on you know working. So, so you're like learning how to weld on the job. Uh, I went to. They sent me to one like a, a basics class, and then I was scheduled for an advanced class this year, but it got shut down because of freaking COVID. Corona. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, I learn a lot of it just by doing it, yeah, like, out in the field, so, which is really nice. I feel like welding is a skill that's always useful. It is always useful, and the best part about welding is, like, if I had a suggestion for anyone who knows how to weld, it would be, like, just get really good at it, because it's never going to go away as, like, a a skilled labor. The robots are going to learn how. Well... And they kind of already have that. I was just watching some video the other day. These guys were welding pipeline with what they call a bug, and it sticks to the pipe, and then they use a controller to walk it around the pipe to weld the joint together. That's actually kind of smart, right? Didn't a bunch of people die? Like, don't people die welding that shit all the time like that? Oh, I'm sure. But those pipeline welders make a ton of money, like... Right. A lot. I mean, it's probably because it's miserable, but they make a lot of money. Yeah. I guess I got to make money doing something. Are they essential workers? Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. They're think not so? shut. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. The pipeline ain't going to shut down for nothing unless unless they go bankrupt, which they very well could during this because <laughs> everybody's going bankrupt right now during this. Yeah, I kind of, I don't, I know. I wonder how this is all gonna play out. I know we've talked about it before. Ugh, I don't know, man. We are live, I'm... by the way, so don't say anything you don't want mean. Oh, no, no racist things. That I didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you don't talk like that. So <laughs> I was gonna why say, why would I even like say the, that? Like the least racist person ever. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. You might as well jump out. You know, jump in feet first. With your biggest, biggest and best joke, the most racist podcast. Okay, <laughs> uh, what were we even talking about? Oh my god, welding <laughs> the pipeline. Um, yeah, well, we were. I, I don't know. That was a good smooth transition into this freaking COVID thing. I just, I, uh, I watched some video the other day. This uh, rancher made on YouTube, and he was talking about how. The, apparently the government is mandating them. Uh, the government said that they will come to these ranches and they will uh, help determine and they will also help them euthanize their slaughter-ready cattle. What? The, why? I don't know. And this guy was in Texas, so that's a big deal. What? Um, and they then he said that? though, See, that's – so that's – let me finish the thought and then that'll All be right. my question. I'm no, no, sorry. no. That'll be – that's my question, though. So he also said, not only are they saying they're going to do that, they're going to come in and help them, basically help them pick and euthanize their cattle. Uh, but he said also some huge shipment, this was like a week ago, but some huge shipment of overseas beef landed on our shores. And he was like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> We're importing beef, which guaranteed is nowhere near the quality of our own beef, and we're slaughtering our own cattle, but not selling them. I guess I'm confused. Like, are they so? Are they like mandating like they have to thin their herds, basically? Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's depopulation of their herds. So, are they only getting rid of like the old cows? Like, I don't. I guess I'm confused. I'm kind of confused too. And it, I mean, it, it. It's just a YouTube video. It could all be hearsay, and I could be spreading more hearsay. Um, but he said like slaughter ready cattle. They were gonna. So, them. so basically, like probably, like steers that are butcher weight. They're gonna. Are they gonna pay him? I see. That I don't know. I mean, even if they did, even if they paid these farmers, which they probably would, because I don't know how they could just say, yeah, kill all these cows and good luck. Um, even if they did pay them, I don't think that's getting to the core of this issue, which is a deep, 
deep issue. No, I'm just I don't I don't understand. I just I just don't understand. I guess I don't understand. Well, I, I really like cattle are like personal property. Right. Well, yeah, like, that's what didn't make any sense to me either. I was like, wait a minute. How can the government just come in and tell them what to do with these cows? What's happening, really? I, that's what I don't get. Because, and this guy had a great message. He was basically like, look, we have to, he said, local shop owners and local ranchers, you guys just need to get together and cut out all the middlemen and basically say, fuck the government on this one. Because, he said, we can't be doing this. He said, because before we know it, we're going to run out of food because yeah. of the way we're doing things. What the fuck? This is, like, scary. I know. Oh, well, that's, my yeah. God. Great. No, and I hate it. I hate that I hate that it's been, like, I don't know, several months since our last uh, freaking um, roundtable, and we're still having to talk about this. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it sucks because I was saying at the beginning of this that I knew it was going to get worse before it gets better. I was just really hoping it would only be about a month. <laughs> but, I know, but what's the end game here, you know? I, like, no, I, yeah. Where does it I end? I just, I'm just worried about all this stuff that's going to stick from this. That's, like, that's kind of what I mean. Are, like, are things always going to be different? I now? feel like they might be. I really like, do feel like they might be. And I don't know how I feel about, like, if they, like, get a vaccine and everybody's mandated to take it. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel good about it at all, actually. Me and either. I don't like the fact – I don't really like the fact that, um, like, there will be people who just, like, get in line and be like, yes, please, please give me your vaccine, old government. I also saw this thing, and I don't know if this is true, and I don't know if I told you about this already. That, um, and this was, I think it was on a conspiracy thread, so definitely don't take this one. Well, this is going deep. Let's do it. Well, I just heard that, you know, because everybody's worried that they're going to, um, which they might have already done this, but that they they could give you basically a shot that would inject like a chip into you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this this guy was actually saying that. That's not what they're going to do. He said it'll be even less invasive. So he said they'll inject you, and at the injection point, it will leave dye in your skin, like tattoo ink in your skin, that's invisible to the naked eye, but it would be visible under like UV light or whatever, infrared light. So what they'll do is you'll go to go into a place, and they'll say, you know, lift up your shirt. They'll wave their wand, their light over your arm, Nope, you don't have the right vaccine. You can't come in here. I, I don't know how I feel about all this. I feel like we live in like some George Orwell stuff already. Like it's happening right now. Oh yeah. Oh it is for sure. And I feel like the system is just broken. Like the the simulation we live in is so is broken. Yeah. Lizard overlords, please stop. Seriously. Like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like uh, yeah, like, I don't want to get a vaccine. Like, I don't... Mostly because, like, I'm not worried about it even if I get it. So, like, why should I have to... Like, why why do I need to be worried about other people getting it? Like, when it, when if it's if I get it, it's not really going to affect me that much. Well, see, why should and I, I have to get a vaccine? It, it, well, exactly. The the forcing of vaccines is what is the scary issue here. Like, if you, if you voluntarily want to get a vaccine, then right. by all means, go get a vaccine. But exactly, if they're starting to tell people, hey, uh, we're going to be showing up to your house with the vaccine kit and you will you and your family will be getting this that I have a pretty big issue with that. This this is supposed to be a a freaking free country and it's very quickly turning into some communist socialist type stuff. And (laughs) Knights Knights of the Pageless Library, anti-vaxxers. Confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. <laughs> and that's, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't even say I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm no. vaccinated. My kids are vaccinated. But, but I feel like that's totally different. These are like diseases that doesn't matter who you are, how strong you are. If you get them, they like affect you for the rest of your life. And they can they can truly like kill people and 
and like disfigure them throughout their whole life like polio is not right. fun for anyone and there's sure. no reason for that to exist but this like coronavirus thing is not like i don't know i it i i don't feel like it's as scary as they want me to think it is well i've yeah i've kind of been unfortunately i've been on that side of the fence from the beginning because i just felt like i knew that they started talking about it and they were basically like you know yeah you're gonna get like a really it's kind of like a flu and then you know you might die i was like you might die well you know only if you're like over 65 and you have underlying health conditions those are the people dying it's like like, well then what are you talking about like well but it's really bad it's really bad it's like (laughs) i i don't know if this is a true statistic or not but like the average age of people who die from the coronavirus is actually older than the average age of people who die. <laughs> die like naturally? Yes. Oh my god, that's crazy. Isn't that kind of funny? Well, I mean, I was talking with a guy at work about this, and he was kind of—he's kind of on the same, you know, conspiracy thought process I am, and he's like, he's like, um, like. <sighs> How did he put it? Well, first of all, he said, do you know anyone who's who has it? And I said, no. And then I said, he said, me neither. You know, no one in his area. And. um, And how did he like, how did he say it? I can't remember. I can't remember like what his his line of thought was exactly like it had to do with that, though. Like it only being like old people and stuff. And then. um. We got to talking about the vaccine, and I told him about that dye thing, and he was like, "Oh my God, you're probably right." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's also strange, freaking Corona times. <clears throat> oh, here, here's a terrible segue. But speaking of times, I was gonna tell you because I was playing uh, Chrono Trigger a bunch this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, okay, so it it kind of got me hooked actually at one part. Should so, we explain like what Chrono Trigger is if somebody doesn't know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I'll let uh, you do it because I mean I don't really know that well either. What did you say it came out on? Like uh, NES? Uh, I think the NES. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a, a JRPG, so like Japanese RPG. They came out on the NES like a long time ago, but they remastered it for Steam in like 2018, actually. Um, so, anyways, I just I thought this one little kind of part was cool and i'll try to keep it as spoiler free as possible for anybody who i mean it's a pretty old game right it, it's pretty freaking old yeah and, I, I, and I it's super like, popular actually i so, feel like it's not on you <laughs> like well you spoil it for the one guy who's like god damn it i was gonna play that <laughs> it's been on my backlog for 15 years you jackass yeah. like <laughs> fuck that guy honestly <laughs> um anyways uh I thought this was kind of cool that in the beginning you kind of open up and you're like at this uh, this fair and you're looking for like your friend and you're going around the fair and you can do like different things, talk to all these people. And there's a bunch of little different events that happen that you're like you think nothing about them while they're happening. Okay. So then you end up traveling through time in the game and all these like little weird things kind of happen. And you end up with like the princess of the current age traveling with you through time. So they assumed you kidnapped her and it kind of sounds like you did to me when you come back, this is the kicker. When you come back that first time they arrest you and you, you go through a trial and at the trial, they have witnesses to what you did at the fair that they use against you. (laughs) Oh, what? Yeah. Dude, it's it's stuff you wouldn't even think of in a video game. So like, uh, like there'll be like this old man and he's talking about the awesome lunch that his wife made him. Well, it's the food that's next to him, and you can take it and eat it. And they bring it up at the trial. They're like, we have a witness who says you stole his food. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So then it it would change obviously if you didn't do those things. So. It kind of it definitely gives you some replayability to try and go back and see like how it would turn out differently. So I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah, especially being so old like that. Yeah, that's kind of what surprised me is like is it is super old, but like 
you know, decisions really matter, which I know there are a lot of games that's even like a thing in Steam, the decisions matter type thing. But this game wasn't built for like that in with that in mind, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I might have to check it out. Is it still on sale? Uh, I think no. Actually, I bought it when it was there. It was only like two hours left of the sale. Dang it! Sale, oh well. Which it still wasn't super cheap either. That's okay. I got plenty of Gears Tactics to play. Yeah, you said that's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's no XCOM, but it's definitely good. It's just you had to really think about things a lot differently than you do in XCOM, even Chimera Squad. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's all just stuff because they're similar yet different. I'm sure it's all stuff that you would transition and get used to. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I've been fiending for tactics games lately. I don't know why. I like to, I like I like to be able to like come home and play like a couple missions and then go to bed. Sure. And you can like stop at any point and come right back to where you were. It uh it surprises me you haven't done like a run through then of uh do you have uh a Divinity two? Uh yeah I do. You do? It surprises me you haven't done a run through of that then. Ah, Div- Divinity is just it's almost overwhelming to me. Like, cause like when I play with you, you like basically tell me how to play it and I get it, but it's right. like, there's so many options in each fight and like ways to approach it. It's just like, uh, I don't know how to do this. Oh, well, and don't think that I'm good at it by any means, because I've tried to play on like, I've read threads like on the steam thing where people are like, this game's too easy, even on the hardest difficulty. And I play one difficulty above normal and I just get, I just get owned. So, huh. I don't have a clue. I'm not. I'm not good at it. I just. It's a good game. I really like it as a game. I guess the, like my hardest thing with Divinity is like because you don't always know when encounters are gonna happen. Because mm-hmm. like because like XCOM is very clearly like you got the strategy layer and you got the combat layer. Like they don't sure. mix at all. Mm-hmm. But like Divinity is 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 like flowing from like storytelling. To like, oh, these bandits jumped you on the road, and and you didn't realize, and you had like your one of your characters is way over here, and you're fighting now. Yeah, and the thing that I actually don't love about Divinity is that all those encounters are in the exact same spot every time you play. Oh, so Wait like a this? No, that makes more sense. Yeah, so if you play it like the first time you play it through, those are all going to be a surprise. But the next time you play, you'll be much more like prepared for that stuff okay so so would you say it has like less replayability than like an XCOM? uh actually in a way yeah because like so the one thing that is its saving grace is that people have modded it to change the fights it doesn't necessarily change the location of the fights but it might change like the enemies in the fight or it might change where the enemies are standing in the fight so but overall, I would actually say yes. That gives it a lot less playability in my mind than XCOM. Because like XCOM, I've I mean I've sunk tons of hours in XCOM too. But like you come to the same maps, but the maps are not necessarily set up in the same way. Sure. And like the enemies that you run into are not the same each time. And and it almost seems like because like the like the aliens have like a tech tree, like it basically like they have like a tech level that they kind of follow. But sometimes you'll encounter different, like, variants sooner or later, depending on... Like, and it seems like they almost have, like, their own upgrade tree that they follow. Which is pretty know. cool. I it mean, that's cool. that's a very good way to do it, uh, in my opinion. Um, Especially XCOM 2. Well, and I noticed... I like, too, even in, um, in Chimera, Chimera Squad. Squad. Yeah, so, like, I... Uh, on that Iron Man one that I'm playing, which I noticed... Which I don't understand how you do it, man. <laughs> well, it's got some slop. The only reason I am, in, I am doing it is because if you die, it does give you the option to restart the mission. It doesn't oh, immediately... Okay. It doesn't immediately delete the save. So, you just don't have the option to, like, save and then reload and do all that kind of stuff. Um... But I did notice, so like I lost, and then I had to restart the encounter, and 
when I breached the room again, there was the same enemies, but they were all in different spots. Yeah, they do do that. Which really pissed me off because they had a, um, oh, what is like the, uh, the weird, like phantom looking enemy thing? Codex? That, like, yes, the codex. And the, I breached all my guys on one door because I was yeah, like, dude, oh yeah, the, the codex and is it's here. A, the, the psychic disarm bomb. Well, the I breached them all in one door because I was like, oh, I can kill the codex on the breach. And it wasn't in that spot. It was in a different spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it got me on that one. But Yeah, XCOM is good. I, I recommend XCOM 2 to anybody that's a fan of like turn-based strategy games. I think it's pretty much it's probably the best game you can find in that genre at this point, I think. Yeah, you think you still think it's better than uh, that Gears Tactics for sure? Uh, yeah, I think XCOM Two. It's just, especially the base game, not even considering the mods that are available. Right, especially, exactly. especially with War of the Chosen, just kind mm-hmm. of like like that arc that you follow and like and like how you like really have to like overcome the aliens. Like you have to actually like out tactics them, like because you're not you're not as strong as they are. Right. And I, I really like that part of the game. Because Gears is good, but Gears is more of like a power fantasy tactics game, if that makes any sense. Because you, you, you're you fighting like like large, large groups of enemies. Like you'll fight like 10 to 12 wretches at once. But you can just wipe them out with one grenade. So the fact oh, that there's wow. that, that many of them doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. But like in XCOM, like sometimes like four troopers is, is enough. Like you beat them and you're like, yes, I freaking did it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No kidding. I I don't know. I just I I appreciate that like overcoming feeling of XCOM and like and like when you get your guys strong, you really earned it. Well, that was like yeah, because even at where I was at on Chimera Squad, you know, I have like one guy with like 15 HP, which is like a ton. Oh, is that Axiom? Yeah, and it, but it's also because I put him through the training, and then I make sure he has like the spe- you know armor upgrades and all that stuff. So I'm like. You know, he gets shot, and I'm like, yeah, you know, no big deal. Whereas, like, in the beginning, you're like, he gets shot once, you're like, oh, no! If he gets shot again, he's gonna die! Ooh, and especially, I, I think XCOM is the best experience in Iron Man, because, like, losing people is, is part of it. Like, right. some, sometimes, your guys are gonna die. Yeah. Well, and especially in XCOM 2, because, because of what it is. It's a revolution. So... There's, oh, right. You're gonna take some casualties. Uh, you're gonna, you have to. And I, I don't know. I just, I liked XCOM Enemy Unknown, which I don't think you've played. No, I never played the first one. It's, it's good, but it's not as good as XCOM Two. XCOM Two is just beasts it all up. Right. And especially the mods. Like whoever is making these mods deserves an award because they're like DLC quality, like complete game overhauls but without like losing the essence of what makes XCOM XCOM and it's truly it's just I don't I don't know who who took the time to like really balance these things but they did a really good job yeah I'm always blown away by a lot of mods you know and obviously you know I play a lot of farming sim and I have like 700 mods in my mod folder for farming sim and there are so many mods that come out for that that literally forced the developer of the game to step up their game yeah. because the mods will come out and people people will put it down like in the comments for that stuff and they're like wow this is better than anything that the game developers made so <laughs> that's saying a lot it, it is and i i don't know i kind of like well, like well, what's the mindset when you just like is it is it like a truly love of the game that you just you think that you can make it better? Um, oh, excuse me. Um, I would say so. Uh, I know I don't have enough drive to do it because I've sat down in farming sim 2013, 2015, and 2017 and tried to build a map, which is not necessarily even a mod, but tried to build a map. And I'll I'll do it for like one day. I might get into it and do you know try for hours and hours and hours. And then I'm at some point I'm like, yeah, fuck this. This is way too hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have the dedication for that. But but they don't even really get anything for it, right? Like they don't get any like money or or anything, no. or really even necessarily recognition a lot of the time, right? 
No, the only thing I've noticed more and more is like on the Steam Workshop, especially most of them. Well, not most of them. I can't say that, but some of them will have links to like a Patreon page and stuff like that. So you could support them in what they're doing. Speaking of which, I, I just saw this thing on Reddit that I thought was super funny. Was it, was, it was like this this woodworking guy in Australia was working, and he was like had his little Twitch stream, and this guy donated a bunch of subs to him, and he was like, no, 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 don't, don't donate subs to me. Save your money. Don't give it to me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's a really, it was really wholesome stuff. Yeah, I was going to say that's good because, you know, most, it drives me insane these days when somebody on YouTube is like, when they'll say something like, okay, you know, I can't show you this right now because I don't want to get demonetized. It's like, dude, and YouTube is so freaking, like, basically, there's such a chokehold on it right now. They're basically, uh, you know, skimming everything. Well, I think that's a good thing to talk about because, like, YouTube is basically controlling the content that people can see. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, so they basically are unincentivizing people to even say certain words. Like, people can't cuss. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest ones, and I think that is insane. Because it is insane. It's just you words. know, exactly. It's just words. And I know they came out with that huge thing about like the whole right at the end of last year. They came out with that big change where like, if your channel is not like child friendly or whatever, and you don't make because you have to pick when you upload a video if it's age-restricted or not, or if it's made for children. That's the big keyword. It's made for children. And so if you pick that it's not made for children, this one guy was saying, your content will no longer be searchable, which I, I don't even understand well, that how that's possible. Like, it is kind of interesting that it's, like, YouTube started as, like, this free place for anybody to upload anything they wanted, right? But it's kind of it's kind of became like a just like a content stream of only things that they approve. Exactly. Well, it's anything. They're they're chasing money. That's what they're doing. They're chasing the right. money. And they kind of like lost the essence of what it was. Exactly. And it lost that essence though as soon as they introduced ads because the ads all of a sudden all the people who were willing to put ads up were the ones saying I'll I'll put ads up if. And that's where all of a sudden the they started to crack down because they basically started telling, you know, people making content, if you want ads, you need to, you know, no cussing, no sexual things, no sexist things. You can't say these things because then your uh, ad revenue will be pulled because those people don't want to uh, support that content. Speaking of which, speaking of ads, this podcast is still unsponsored, by the way. Just in case oh, yes. anybody out there was interested. That is true, you know. And uh, we especially, you know, wink, wink, Audible. Like to talk about a lot of Audible stuff. Wink, oh, wink. It's like the perfect fit. Come on. But I would say we're not shills, though. So I'm I not think a shill. No. So that actually, I think that's a good point to bring up because I think that, and I've heard, obviously I'm not the first one to have this thought, but like podcasting like what we're doing here kind of is at this point the way of like the future for like your real and true media consumption because so for someone like us who is not sponsored we can say whatever we want so i kind of feel like i would say whatever i want if we were sponsored that's just the thing though is if a sponsor approaches you as a podcaster and says, hey, we'll sponsor you, but uh, you guys can't talk about video games anymore. Only audiobooks. We can tell that guy to pound sand. We either say... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I mean, though, is you you can either... And, and some podcasts do that. Some podcasts say, yes, sir, please, just please give me some money. Um, but I... I just think it's important because, like you said with YouTube, <clears throat> it's become so censored and stuff like that because they're chasing money. So if you find a podcast like – even like Joe Rogan's podcast, which is one of the biggest podcasts in the world, um, yeah, he has sponsors. But you also know that those sponsors support him, and he says whatever he wants. Yeah. So that's important, I think. 
that the sponsors are seeking you out. Whereas YouTube, people who put stuff on YouTube, they don't choose what, what ads play on their videos. They don't. They have no say in it. So that's YouTube using the channel to make money versus a podcast having the sponsors approach them in order for the sponsors to make money. Right. Or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, sure. I agree. I, I, I think I'm following what you're saying. <clears throat> I, although I've heard that like, you know, cause there's also a lot of podcast networks out there, I guess. Which are the like, ones I don't like. I was going to say that's, those are the ones though that start getting super like censored and stuff i feel like because they basically are like okay now you're in our group so basically we give you access to our sponsors and you have to listen to what we say like shills man yeah round earth shills right yeah they're round earth shills for sure Oh, sorry. I'm just distracted because it's eight o'clock here in Denver, and everybody is, for some reason, during these quarantine times, is yelling as loud as they can. Oh God, they're, it's because everybody's losing their minds, man. Everybody's I, losing their minds. I know, but it's so friendly to me. It's so funny to, to me, like at work, like how friendly everybody is when they see me now, because I feel like I'm probably the only person that they have seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. People, people like, go out of their way to say hi to me at work. It's, it's weird. Hey, so I wanted, I wanted to actually bring that up in this. So. <clears throat> what do you what do you think so you're still working and i'm still working there's a, a lot of people who are not working whether they want to or not they're not working um do you feel like it's that those people get to stay home or they have to stay home i think it's a get but i kind of part of me does too just because like like i understand like the like the like because I'm I'm so introverted that like like a, like I was like ooh alone time in my room yes give it to me, but <laughs> like I understand like somebody else who like truly wants to spend their their like uh, their free time with their friends and like out doing other things I right. could understand how that would seem like a prison sentence to them. <clears throat> yeah, but at the same so, time I gotta go work my ass off and you just gotta stay home. Well, so that was gonna bring me to my next little point that I wanted to talk about. So. With that, you know, you and I are considered essential workers as of right now, which I also think it's interesting that uh, grocery store and fast food workers are also considered essential. So some people should keep that in mind. Um, but how do you think going from this to hopefully once this ends, like, or if there's an end in sight? So like you and I are still working paying our taxes so who do you think is collecting on our earned tax money oh it's... i didn't even think about that it would be the people staying home right because they like raised unemployment here in colorado anyway i know that right so that i come back again to my get to or have to stay home because some people right now are probably making more money than we are because they're not considered essential and they get to stay home True. I mean, because we know that the people making the real money, especially in this country, they don't care if they go anywhere or stay home or not. They're making money anyways. I'm talking about the millionaires and billionaires. They don't care. Yeah, the, the guys that are light their cigars with their $100 bills. Exactly. They Those people don't care. Um, but like middle class, you know, there we already had a lot of people on like the lower middle class and like poverty line who were already collecting a lot of money in, in you know government assistance. Now, even more people have been told, no, you cannot go to work because your work is not considered essential. So go home and we'll just give you some money. Like, yeah. And I'm now, not... Where's all this money coming from? <clears throat> well, the, <laughs> I was just going to bring up the stimulus check and yeah, don't even get me started because they're literally just printing money that we don't have. I mean... That's where I've never understood how the how money works anyways like cuz it's like I told Caitlin the other day I said it's not even we don't even trade pieces of paper anymore Yeah I hand somebody my pick and it moves numbers from my screen to their screen that's it like 
no physical exchange of anything. It's true. Yeah, and somehow it's... our it's world strange. continues to go round. I don't really get it. But yeah, you don't have to hand over two chickens. Right. <laughs> I, although we might be heading back to that. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm ready for an apocalypse. I'm ready to be a marauder. Yeah, I actually, I mean, at this point, I... I mean, I wouldn't say no to it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really want it because I have young kids. So maybe. Yeah, should, that would be terrifying for you. Yeah, maybe when I don't have to literally fight for my life. But you know, I'm <laughs> You'd not. Be fine. You're, you're pretty strong. <laughs> Dude, not right now. So that's, that's another great point I was gonna bring up. Um, so have you been have you been exercising pretty regularly? Because I uh, haven't. I, I haven't, dude. No, man. I, I have missed fallen. the gym with so much of my fiber and being. Same here, man. I have fallen off the wagon so hard, and it is it is painful to me. Because well, I yeah, you keep talking. I, I I have like a whole different thing I want to bring up. Well, I just because I've been trying too. I I try to get up early. I try to do my yoga and stuff in the morning. And all these videos I see on YouTube, you know, how to get fit from home, blah, blah, blah. It's like all anyone's talking about. And I just don't have the motivation or drive at home to do it. I don't. I, I know this is going to sound weird, but like to me, the gym is almost like a temple. Like I, I go there to get things done. And it's hard to get in that mindset when I'm in my house. For sure. Oh, no, that doesn't sound weird to me at all. I think that's. Perfectly- yeah, I mean, I, I know you get it. You're like, oh, you could just do basically the same things in your house. I mean, you're right. I can, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel the same. Right, and it's not the same. It really isn't the same. And I mean, I and I agree 100% with you. Is plus, it was. I had a good routine, you know. Me too, was, dude. And, <sighs> and I, I am. I do so much better with a routine, and now Me that too. routine is just shattered into pieces. Because, like, even when I go to work, I used to always try to find a hotel as close to a gym as I could or uh, that had a gym in it that was usable. And now I can't do any of that. All the hotel gyms are closed, too. You can't even go in them. I mean, yeah, it's just it's hard. It's hard. And I, I don't get me wrong. I like doing yoga. but And I know you can get very strong from doing yoga, but it, it's very difficult. Even, I mean, I, I do it. I literally get up, I brush my teeth, and I come in and I do yoga. But my body is so stiff after sleeping that even yoga is, like, difficult first thing in the morning, like, right, right. when you get up. But I, that's how I like to work out, though, is just, like, bam, that's right what you do first. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I like to go to the gym right away in the morning, but I also have, like, a 15-minute drive to the gym. Yeah, it gives me a little got, bit of time get, to get in the right headspace. Exactly, yeah. So, but, like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it is weird. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of hating it. Well, I know a lot of people are. And I know a lot of people, if a lot of people listen to this, I know a lot don't. But if they do, <laughs> uh, they'll be like bitch i don't get to stay home i have to stay home and you know but it's like and to an extent you're right but the longer this goes on and the longer certain people are considered essential and basically carrying the people who are non-essential i mean it's just gonna get harder and harder and harder i know i don't know i don't like i said before like i don't see an end game like i don't really know where this stops i don't either and it's it's scaring me because my company which as you know, as a huge company, like a month ago, they were like, nah, we're good. We got plenty of money in the bank. We got a line of credit. If we need access to it, we're good. We're good to go. And n- now, like literally last week, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't know if we can keep doing this. We're uh, we're running out of money pretty quick. <laughs> so, yeah, like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know. Just, I just miss going to the gym so much. Ugh. I do too. That's that's the part that's really like upsetting me right now. And like, I have been really wanting to, because I have my Connex box still at mom and dad's house, and I really want to get it put in my yard so that I can build a gym in it. But yeah, you've been talking about that for years. I know I have. And even then, it's still 
it's because like a lot of people like to like work out in their garage. That's still not the same to me as going to the gym. I don't like the gym keeps you honest to me. Right. Like, I don't want to go in there and look like a dumbass. Sure. Well, and I mean, and I know that like, you know, we've said this before, like when you go to the gym, you're not, you're not like, you're not trying to prove anyone to anybody but yourself. And that's true. (laughs) However, it's always in the back of your mind. Like, (laughs) yeah, you cannot get rid of it at the gym when you're around other people. So it literally is like a forced motivator. Yeah, exactly. And it's a very effective one. It's a super effective motivator, dude. (laughs) And I I think any motivation that you can find is good motivation. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Yeah, that is true. Like, who cares? Yeah, I just... Like, it's hard enough to kick my own ass at the gym, let alone my house. Well, yeah, and especially because it's so easy when you're at your house to just be like, nah, I'll go. I'll go in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'll go in two hours. Whereas if you get in your car and you drive to the gym, well, you're there now. So you got to get your shit done. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't have a choice. Right. Yeah, like, ugh, I miss it so much. I just want to go do some deadlifts. Right. <laughs> Not me. I probably hurt myself at this point. Oh, I know. I was getting so strong, dude. And I just like, I feel like I probably lost it all. I've lost, I know, I've lost a lot of strength it, because it, I've lost a lot it of weight. It's so slow. Yeah. And it's falling off fast with not yeah, going. Dude. That's the hardest part is it's falling off quick, I can tell. Like a month sometimes, you'd be lucky to get like five more pounds on a lift. Yeah, and especially like when it's been this long, you know, it's hard. It, once you pass like that three-week threshold is when you really start losing muscle mass. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Basically, useless now. Hey, I want to cycle back to something that we were talking about earlier a little bit. Of course. Back to some video games. You said you, we, I brought up the uh, Call of Duty that they just put out not that long ago. Oh, okay. And you you said you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Because, okay, this is kind of what I have been having a feeling just because, like, we've been playing Resident Evil 5, and, you know, like, it's kind of. I mean, there's some bad parts, but it's pretty unique. I just kind of feel like like there's not as much imagination in 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 video games anymore. Like it doesn't really feel like anything is like truly like inspired by something. Sure. Because like e- even Gears Tactics, it's it's just it's gear it's just a tactics game in Gears. Right. There's not really a lot of innovation there. Yeah, that's fair. Like I, I like and, and like some of the best like the biggest games that are coming out now are just like remasters and re releases and like I don't know, just I, I feel like they don't like there's just not not a lot of imagination anymore. I don't know. And maybe I'm not playing the right games, but I don't know. Well and I mean I was gonna bring this up because you know, uh also the new Assassin's Creed is coming out yeah, and right one we talked about that yesterday a little <clears throat> Yeah, so they put this, which I, it kind of makes sense because, as far as I understand, in the Assassin's Creed uh, world, like you're in just different timelines. But they also were all, as far as I know, based in like real things. And now this one is going basically, it, like it's I guess it's just Vikings, but it looks more like Norse, like mythology type of stuff, which. Exactly. God of War just did that a couple years ago, and they did it masterfully. Yeah, so it's a great game. If anybody's like, Man, I don't know about God of War, go play it already. No, seriously, yeah, that one is definitely worth your time as far as doing a run through. I mean, and that one was good on a lot of levels. Like it was, it had good story, amazing graphics, good fighting. It was just, it, it had a lot of great stuff. So I hope that the makers of Assassin's Creed have their shit together because that's going to be a tough act to follow if you don't do it right assassin's creed though is just like a it, it's another one of those call of duties like i like kind of like is. what i said like it does it just like lacks imagination I and agree. they're not they're not doing like leaps and bounds of improvements well all they're doing is like changing the setting that's like right. all they do it's just like more of the same <laughs> and i guess i guess people love it because they fucking buy the shit out of it so what do i know 
It's like cars, man. Yeah. It's like a they always you always see commercials for like the new 2021 Honda Civic. It has all these things. And you go back and you, you watch like a commercial for a 2020 Honda Civic and you're like, well, it has all the same things that a 2020 had. So yeah, what? <laughs> nothing changed, but they make it sound like it's all brand new. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> See, and I'm even worried. So like, so <clears throat> Sekiro was, Sekiro was pretty unique. Yeah, it is. How, however, because it's the same people who made Dark Souls. That's immediately what everybody wants to compare it to. They're like, oh, this is Dark Souls, but this. It, and I I hated that because that's not what it was. No, Sekiro it really is not that similar to Dark Souls at all. No, it's not. And I think that I'm assuming that even the creators of Dark Souls don't like that. because So you have the same problem with like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. It's not the same game. Just because the same people made it and it's a similar style of game, it's not the same game. So for people to be like, I don't like this because, you know, in Dark Souls they did this, but in Bloodborne they did this. It's like, yeah, they did it different because it's two different games. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah, FromSoft is probably always going to have that hanging over their head. And I mean, in any any company in my opinion that basically always knocks it out of the park like they do is is, is always going to have that like especially like the first dark souls and sure. dark souls is a unique game because it like it kind of was like a slow build like it came out and like nobody really cared but then it like grew this big following over time right instead now of like, like being an immediate success right yeah. and yeah so and like any, anything Miyazaki works on is going to be good. You know it. You just know. Sure. Well, now I'm very curious to see because their new game is Elden Ring. Yeah. Well, that's the working title right now as far as I know. And <clears throat> I'll be very curious to see how how they play around that. Because obviously Dark Souls at its core, the first one, the, I didn't play much of the second one. I still plan to someday, but... <laughs> Uh, the third one like basically they they have a formula and they know it works so they they're playing off of that but i do like like my dark souls 3 and my bloodborne i like them both separately i wouldn't want to see them merge together basically right well even like sekiro it does have elements of dark souls like with the like checkpoint system basically like basically being like bonfires like bon- sure but it's it's totally different with like the systems of stealth and like the whole way that you approach combat and all that stuff is not the same at all and i think to compare it to dark souls is a disservice to what sekiro is it is it, it, and like, if you try if you try to play it like dark souls like i did it will kick your ass yeah. like <laughs> Because they made the changes that were necessary. At its core, they're very similar, but they are completely different games. Yeah, exactly. I just think that's important, though, because like we're saying, like we've been saying this for years. You know, we both sort of liked like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. I would say is what the last like Call of Duty game that I played, and. Oh, did I lose you? Oh no. Well, it it appears. Ryan, are you still there? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I just seen that it said I wasn't connected. So oh, dang. Maybe, probably... maybe we should wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this one up. We've we've uh, banged on people's eardrums for long enough. So I don't know. That was fun. I had a lot of fun. So, so okay. did I. So. <clears throat> I told you earlier today I downloaded the uh, oh, yes. originals Perfect. we're going to do next. So right. let me pull that up so I remember the names of them. So uh, it is How for... to Kill the Demon King, how, how to Kill a Demon King, and The Getaway. And The Getaway. Did yeah. you see also that they brought back Treasure Island on there? Yes, I did see that, actually. I was going to say something to you about that. Yeah, WTF why 
<clears throat> I don't know. Especially, how could they bring it back after we shit on it so hard? I know, right? Like, <laughs> after, after the only review that matters said it's garbage? <laughs> exactly. How dare they? Hey, how dare they? We smirch our name like this. If so, I had a glove, yeah, I would smack two... them with it. What'd you say? So if I had a glove, I would smack them with it. So for anybody curious, those will be the two Audible originals we are going to take a look at, and we're going to try to smash those both into one episode, hopefully soon. And so if that'll... you hate that idea, you can't stand that idea, please email us at kotpl.pod at gmail.com. Yes, please do. <clears throat> well, I think with that, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. So uh, stay safe out there, everybody. You know, and uh, thank you, anyone and everyone who is still listening and has listened to any of our other content. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate. uh, Like, my, I, I, I look, I look at the stats all the time, constantly. (laughs) Like, I appreciate even one listen. So, just, I, I truly appreciate any any of you that take three seconds out of your day, even to turn our podcast on for two seconds. I appreciate all of you. Yeah, and if anybody wants to kind of help us out, the best thing you could do at this point is, one, email us, because that would just help us uh, internally out. And uh, number two, you could, like, you know, leave us a five-star review or whatever the kids are doing these days. (laughs) Make a TikTok about it. No, please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, before we go, I had to ask you something. Okay. Um, what are where can you not get Jim Beam Ghost anymore? Oh, you can't. I know. I actually looked for that in the liquor store today, which is a shame because that was my favorite. So did I. You can buy Jim Beam Peach, which yeah, that's not the same thing. How dare say, you even say that? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I was gonna say, but what is that? I don't want that. I want bring my ghost back. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what happened to my lightly aged whiskey? Come <clears throat> on. Oh man. Yeah. So seriously, Jim Beam, if you're listening, number one, we want Ghost back. And number two, we would really like some sponsors. So Yeah, because we imbibe with your <laughs> products all the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's end it before I get on another tangent. Yeah. And we hope to catch you guys in the next one.